Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do dig that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you seeing Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. A and E. Back here with another podcast for you guys, and I'm here with both of my co-hosts. Do you hear me? Both of the co-hosts. That, and that is not Deion Sanders for prime time. What's going on, y'all? It's me, P-R-I-M-E. And also the man, the myth, the reality, the revolutionary, Q-Flow, Flow the Rookie. What's going on, everybody? I am back. You are, man, I, I, I in prime time, missed you. Okay. I miss regular wrestling. No, 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 no. You don't get to say that. You're supposed to say you miss us too. We're I'm okay with you. Because we miss regular wrestling too. <laughs> but we got to deal with the Thunderdome and we got to deal with AEW bringing in a small amount of fans, which did make the show feel more lively, I, I have to say. So I, I can't, but you know, we got to be safe first. As much as we want life to get back to regular life, we got to be safe first. So, uh, man, stuff to talk about today's podcast. Uh, we, we got a pay-per-view a week after another pay-per-view, so we ain't got time to breathe or nothing. And uh, we lost a wrestler, Bob Armstrong. You know, and there's just, just, just a lot going on. Oh, man. you didn't know? Uh, right. Nah, okay, it's too early. All right. If I say too early, no, it's too early. No, don't do that. Uh, please make sure... <laughs> You guys check out SpacesFilly.com, the production company we are a part of. SpacesFilly.com for all your black podcasting nerds, uh, you know, about, I would say podcasting needs. They say at least, and if you are nerds, welcome. Uh, you guys, uh, we they got a lot of good content on there, both sides. Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror Show, The Market Dark Show. We are on there. The Nerd Coalition is on there, along with we have uh, the No Gimmicks Either Wrestling Podcast, Nerd Gas and Talk Podcast, which we... Um, Pay honor to Chadwick Bozeman, who uh, passed away uh, this past weekend. And so we talk about him faithfully on that show. So make sure you guys check that out as well. And then, of course, you have Turntables Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, hosted by Lady Sketch, Drunk Thoughts Over Tongues, and Ballers Lounge Podcast as well. So all, all great stuff that we, got, that we have over there for you guys. Make sure you guys also check out 
TheRealNerdCoalition.com. RealNerdCoalition.com is where you guys can get all your Nerd Coalition merch. The, the new logo with the Shazam logo, the retro logo, the No Gimmick Seed Wrestling Podcast logo as well. Also, get your Q-Flow merch over there as well because the war drum is still popping. I'm still listening. It's still in my mix. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up because guess what? What's up? Today is one year anniversary of the war drum album. Okay. One year? One year. Yeah. Oh snap. The anniversary of the war drum album. That means oh. prime time get what the hell's wrong with you get your copy, bro. I don't know, I already got a copy. But I, I know you don't. <laughs> if, if, you if, if, you, I'm just saying, if you if you had a copy, you would have told us about that. Mm, well, you, no, I'm gonna get a whole bunch of merch and then not tell y'all and then just wear it one day. Sure, I'll wait for that day. <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, you know what? Also, you got a lot, a lot of other points going on too. So. You know, I'm going to give you a minute to promote that stuff because I want to hear about it. Okay. Well, uh, if you don't know, this is a place to know. I got the uh, Where You At show where, uh, you know, I just, just how, you know, we talk about uh, how we got started and where we are, you know, versus where we are now. Um, Right now, episode three, I'm going to try to get swag to work on that with you this week. We're going to be talking about the downfall of Q-Flow. Because it wasn't always sunshine and rainbow, and there was a, there was a time where I gave up rapping for a few hours. <laughs> but it was a nasty, it was a nasty few hours. So uh, it's gonna be a long episode. So stick tuned with that. But um, you know the reason why it's delayed is because I have a music video on the way. Um, and in the midst of doing that music video, waiting for it to get finished. The dude who shot it calls me up again, and he wants me. I got booked for another cipher, so I had to. I just recorded. I recorded that verse today, but we're getting ready to shoot that. So I got another video shoot, and uh, I just been getting hit with a lot of uh, you know music. People been wanting me on, so and I also won a hip hop contest that one of my uh, favorite, one of my fr- current favorite artists from my current favorite team. Uh, put out. So I'm working with him now on getting a, another song we're doing. There's just a lot of songs coming out. So just, uh, you know, bear with me. You know what I mean? Y'all, y'all been rocking with me for a year, obviously, because the board drum has hit that anniversary. So, uh, you know, just bear with me a little while. Uh, oh, heavens. Uh, so does that mean we can get the, the, the war drum, the Lux Edition one year anniversary with a couple bonus tracks? You know what? That's actually not a bad idea. That's why I'm riding in your back pocket. That is not a <laughs> <laughs> So I'm taking a ride. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm about to say, think about it. Prime time. My main man with the Prime Decisive Podcast. You know what I'm saying? Let them know a little bit about that Prime Decisive Podcast. Uh, we actually had, we had with Andy on, we talked about Michael Jackson's 30th anniversary show. Uh, we got that. We got a lot of good stuff. We got an uh, actor from Black Panther and Great Debaters on next week. There's a uh, Whitaker. So I mean, just stick, stick, stick out, stay strong. You know, that should be awesome too, especially after what happened. 
Well, uh, it, was, it was recorded before, so you know. Oh wow! Okay. Oh man, I'm about to say. I hope y'all didn't get the news during. Nah, it was recorded before. Uh, so yeah, so you yeah, asked that, but I mean, you know, I still think it's a good listen. I should should listen. All right. Well, make sure you guys check out all that great stuff and all the great stuff from Nerd Coalition and uh, Q Flow as well. So now, first thing first, we're gonna get into these predictions because payback. Is well by the time you listen to it tonight, and uh, my god, it's just another thing pay per view that we had to go through. And I'm like, okay, fine, well, let's see. We got we got we had a week of build, and honestly, there's only one interesting match in here that's actually you know giving me any kind of you know hope to see, and that's going to be the obvious main event, huh? I don't even know if that if it's that for me. Fair enough. So let's get right on into it, shall we? They just announced I don't even know if this is gonna be true or not, but a pre show match with the Riot Squad, Ruby mm, Riot yeah. and Sarah and, and Liv Morgan. Yeah, take, that's true. Yeah, versus the iconics on the pre show. Why is that a pre show match? Why is that a match period? They don't have nothing to do with each other. Exactly. I don't get it. And I'm just like, well, y'all could have did Jeff and Sammy, Jeff and Hardy, and add that on there, but no. Jeff and Hardy? Jeff and Hardy. Sorry, (laughs) Jeff and AJ. Whatever the case may be. So, who wins this, Riot Squad or uh, Iconics? Honestly, I don't care. I don't care either, but give me the Riot Squad. Well, I'm not Iconics. Yeah, well, look, since I think the story's going to play up that the Riot Squad has been getting the help from Bianca Belair on Mondays in a six-man tag match, since they don't have Bianca, it's going to probably be the Iconics taking the win, which is going to cause probably more of a rift between Ruby and Liv, so ain't nothing really big. Now sure, we going this whole on... thing don't make sense, for sure. Uh, I got you. So now the main show. Let's just get the, the, the lower cards out the way. Biggie, the whole show. Look, I, I'm trying here. <laughs> I, 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 I'm trying here. My Biggie and who? Sheamus. Biggie versus. Didn't Sheamus. we just have this match like three times? We had the match in a, a in an impromptu lumberjack match. They're trying to keep out retribution, and then Biggie wins with a roll up. But now I think we're trying to have a one on one match because uh, if we're not tired of the roll ups by now, we should be. Mm-hmm. So. That's what the beef has been going on. Biggie's been getting the, getting the singles run. Sheamus has been there for ever, almost 11, 11 years now. So, Sheamus taking the... That's more than 11. He came in 2009, right? Oh, 2008. Okay, 2008. So, so that would be about 12 oh, years. 12? Oh, my gosh. Me old. So, Sheamus taking a loss here to Big E... Ain't gonna hurt him. I got Biggie winning. Yes, it's Sheamus. Why is he still there? Like he should only be there to put people over. But yeah, he somehow always wins the feud. Well, you know, they try to repackage him and everything like that. Also. Well, yeah, I'm gonna say Biggie. I got Biggie as well. You no, know say it helps the singles push. He's trying to get over, and he doesn't need to win like dirty. He needs to win cleanly. 
probably give him the, the, the stretch muffler, which I still believe that if Big E worked up to that move a little bit, it would be more effective. But now we just know that he's gonna, the Big E is not going to take Sheamus out. He's going to probably be the uh, stretch muffler. Matt Riddle takes on King Corbin. My God. Well, this I, is a thing? It is a thing. Because they have, actually have a rivalry going on. Vince, for some reason, loves King Corbin. Loves him. I don't know why. But he just does. So he's been giving him that push. And I'm like, him and Matt Riddle got got a match going on. Matt Riddle had a decent one with uh, Gable on SmackDown. That's who you know. That's the better matchup. But him versus Corbin, I don't see why Riddle should lose. But I don't know. I don't think Vince is digging Matt Riddle. To be honest with you, so I, mean, I wouldn't be digging somebody either when I get them trash and they can't make it work. I mean, what kind of person am I? I mean, you are right, but it's the Thunderdome. You know what I'm saying? So I, I got I got Corbin winning. I I say Riddle just to get it over with, please. <laughs> I would let it get over so, with, but uh, you know it's going to be probably Corbin. Uh, Corbin how, is just... Eh, how about right. you, Keith Um, I got... Uh, I feel like Corbin might take this or something. So you say Corbin too? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I just got a bad feeling. Okay. You know what I think? I think if Corbin wins, it's because Short should die. Ah, uh, yeah. Short okay, that beat. actually makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Gable. That, yeah. That actually makes sense. But you know, I mean, that's that requires storytelling then. I don't know. <laughs> well, they have been trying to do some storytelling with this next matchup, and that is Bailey and Sasha Banks takes on the impromptu team of Shannon Baszler and Nia Jax do not like how they came together as a team. <laughs> she was just like, hey, I think we should be a tag team. You're like, no, right. because <laughs> Nia Jax has been the bully bitch where she has, excuse me for saying that language about anybody who's a woman. I'm just saying where, I, I don't like the character where she bullies anybody but then she runs off and I, you know, which most of them do anyway. And I'm like, Shannon can legit drop you. And, uh, yeah, How, why do they do this to the Nia Jax every year, though? Exactly. I'm like, oh every year she's a bully, but then like she have a storyline will say bullying is wrong, but then she'll bully somebody again, and then have a storyline to say bullying is wrong. Yeah, I, I I don't get it, and I don't understand the pairing between Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, which I thought they were supposed to have a match. I did too, but uh, they gonna be the new bar because I see them winning the titles. Oh, and that's the scary thing about it too. I'm like, because. Shannon needs the actual top championship, but I see the same thing you're seeing. Yeah, I got Shannon Baszler and Ajax winning this match too. Or, or they do it the WWE way and have them lose it on. They lose. They they win the match. Sasha Baylor win the match. Then a makeshift another makeshift team challenge them on SmackDown. Then they lose the titles there. Bailey and Sasha shouldn't be because I'm like, where's the story going? And I said, but I, I know eventually going to lose all the gold until it's Bailey holding her own gold. And then Sasha gets it from her, but yeah, I got Shayna and Nia. And does Bailey lose every week? I swear she do. I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think it's every week. Bailey loses every week. I 
week. Every every week, every time somebody got to fight the, the uh to fight Sasha, they got to beat Bailey first, and they always beat Bailey. Like they beat her clean, not by roll up. They just straight up like beat her. Maybe it could be part of the storyline because so, it's the only one they actually give a damn about. Uh, I guess. What about you, Q Flow? Um, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I got Nia and Shayna winning it. I can just see them imploding and losing the titles that way. And I just feel like uh, Sasha and Bailey, it's time for one of these two. It's time for them to turn on each other. Yeah, well, even though I, I didn't save saving that match for WrestleMania, so. When they get fans, actual yeah. fans, but. <laughs> when they feel because you know, Vince see that AEW got fans right now. They like, oh, wait till this October deal is over, because guess what we're gonna do? <laughs> I'm not risking my you life for like Vince. <laughs> not doing it. All right, so the debuting <laughs> you're right. Debuting Keith Lee. Who did not uh, excuse a, me. No, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know who this guy is either. You're right. Uh, this big black man with a t-shirt and then uh, some heavy long shorts taking on Randy Orton. First of all, I just I could not stand. I said it on my raw review. Could stand that what Vince did to Keith Lee. Man, the music change is so unnecessary. It's not like he even made it mix well or just changed it all overall. It's like, how you gonna expect us not to even know notice? So when like Angel was... Downstein comes on and it's like, yep, yep, boo, it's like just <sighs> it sucks. It does suck, but I did read that the CFOs, you know, saying. They have a contract problems with, with WD left because 50, the WD had to pay them 50%. So, so, so they can play a song on Sunday but not Monday. Look. Or they can play this on Saturday but not but not Monday. Because Vince Nova goes on in NXT, okay? And you know I that. Guess. And then so, but so. So, wait, so how does that Steve Phone's theme if he's rapping it? Or is it their beat? It's their beat. Then why not just change the beat and have him still rap on it? I don't work in the production. I don't know. I agree with you. The song suck. Because the re- the, 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 because the regular song is my ringtone on my phone. Mm-hmm. It's on the phone. Basket is glory. Yeah, it's, it's my ringtone. But uh, they gonna change? What they gonna change his name for Basket is glory? So like, see him in the limelight or something. <laughs> you gotta get in my limelight. <laughs> Get in his limelight. Dun, 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 dun. Yo, I don't know. That's a Vince man saying if I get in his limelight. <laughs> don't give him no ideas. Don't. Uh, if a man came out there with a skirt, came out there with a shirt, I'm like, why did this to, to, to why does Vince do this to the big guys? Because remember when he put a whole old school '80s wrestling outfit on Killian Dane? Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Killing Day was never the same after that. Killing Day was so over that he came and just... Uh, and and, and we're back to NXT, time. and I'm just like, y'all messed up the beauty of Killian Day. Yeah, hopefully Walter never comes up, because uh, that's going to be a problem if they mess him up. He probably going to have Walter wrestling in suits, like he did Jack Gallagher. <sighs> like dress clothes. And I'm just like, oh, this shit sucks. But, uh, so... 
But yeah, Keith Lee did not get a, a good a good chance to really show off what he can do against Randy Orton. And Randy Orton punk kicked his friend three times because for for, for some reason now one punk kick is not enough no more. Thank you, Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah, Shawn Michaels. Thank yeah, thank you. <laughs> yep, thank you, Shawn Michaels. You're 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 great. So uh, who wins between Keith Lee and Randy Orton? I'll start with you, Q Fluff. Um. I got Keith Lee losing due to, uh, wait, did Drew have a match tonight? No, Drew's, no. Drew's apparently out with injury. It's quote unquote. Yeah, that three, injury is uh, bullshit. He's some coming. Skull he's fractures. coming. That, and, uh, yeah, he's, he'll, he'll be there tonight, and he's gonna ruin this match for Keith Lee. Hey, huh? and he did screw Keith Lee on Raw because he pulled Randy Orton out and got, got him disqualified on his debut, so. Oh, he did it already? Yeah, he might he might mess around and attack Keith Lee. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Well, I for one think that this is a bad matchup for Keith Lee to have his first like debut. Yeah. I do too. Just because you got a red hot Randy Orton and then you got a red hot Keith Lee. Both of them not saying that both of them can lose, but if Randy Orton is going for the title, then Keith Lee coming in and beating him clean, it's like that kind of messes up the picture. To me, when Keith Lee is red hot, I don't think he can take a loss either. So, yeah, I kind of just say this is a bad matchup to put them in for their first, for his first thing. So, you know. But I mean, I say, I will say, uh, I might just say disqualification again. To be honest with you, because I just don't see either one of these people winning. I don't. That don't do nothing for me. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. No, I mean, I, I mean, you do make sense, and. It's like you, you, Keith Lee's coming off red hotness, even though he lost to Carrying uh, Cross, but he was still hot. And Randy Orton is that educator, so he's very hot. You want to get the win to Orton because he's trying to go for the championship, but then you want to get the winning Lee because you got to establish main stars on the roster. So I, I once again, I'm sensing roll up here. I'm sensing or distraction or Drew McIntyre comes out. Yeah, it gives like Orton to Claymore, and then Keith Lee wins, but Keith Lee. <clears throat> should be winning matches clean in his debut mm-hmm. period. Yeah. But that's I got Keith Lee winning, but with the help of McIntyre. <laughs> Apollo Crews taking on Bobby Lashley uh for the United oh. States Championship. Oh, this is the moment. The, the Genesis. Yeah, so Bobby now. is the one that needs a championship of the group. So yeah. Uh, MVP was the one, one, one who needed and Sheldon Benjamin is more the fall guy and once again we're not done adding people to the party when it comes to the Hurt Business which I think is one of the good things going on during this pandemic era and what I have going on is that Lash is going to win because of Cedric Alexander oh okay I have. I think Lashley yeah I do have Lashley too yeah, I have Lashley winning and I um since they've been planting the seeds by Cedric Alexander and he, I think he's about to get fed up. And they had him losing in the spotlight multiple times, like the Fatal Four Way Twenty Four Seven Championship and tag uh-huh. team matches. Like they, they've been having him do that. And I think that Cedric joins the Hurt Business, and then we get a feud between Ricochet and Cedric. And honestly, by wrestling wise, that should be awesome. Like Ricochet would, and Cedric get a match. I would. Just, I, I see them doing like. Uh, Bobby Lashley being the main guy, then Sheldon being twenty four seven the MVP, and, and uh, Cedric maybe being tag team. 
Yeah, but I'm saying, but but like the like the feud because if Ricochet and Cedric are t- is a tag team and Cedric goes and helps out uh, Lashley and screws over Cruz, which is one of his homies, Ricochet gonna be like, yo, what, what, like what's going on? So I can see them having a match, you know, on Raw or the next pay per view to you know have this feud. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's Let's see how it turns out. Yeah, what about you, know, you Mustafa Ali made his huge return, then we never seen him again, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, I like that. I like the scenario you gave, though, because um, they definitely add to the team. Uh, I got, um, I got, I got Lashley winning. Now, if, if Alexander does join, I can see it in two ways. One, the way you pointed out. Two, I can see the hurt business jumping Apollo, uh, Cedric come out, and you know do that whole you know I'm gonna stand in front of you, bro. Stay behind me. I got your back. Then he turn around and hit him with whatever. Flying kick. Oh, like, the, like the thriller when they they back to back at first, and then she turned around yeah. and it's just hell. Yeah. Oh. Mm. He pull a Seth Rollins and stand far behind, and then <laughs> hit him with a chair. Uh, it's possible. I, I can definitely see that. Speaking of Seth Rollins, we got a tag team matchup player: Dominic Mysterio uh-huh. and Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins and Murphy. Not that we didn't have this match as the main event on Raw, uh-huh. which they gave it away already. Uh, which one got hurt though? Who got hurt? Mysterio. Which one? The uh, Ray Mysterio. <laughs> what? They like, they got attacked by Retribution. Now. I guess they like legit like, uh, like he got like a legit like big like mark in his, in his head. Really? Like a gush. Yeah. Well, of course. <clears throat> so, do you think it's going to be like a handicap match then or? Nah, nah. He's still good. I'm saying like it wasn't like a real like, it wasn't like a injury for the show. He legit like got like a gash in his head mm. on the top of his head well, damn retribution y'all nuts <laughs> so uh re- re- so who who wins this one because obviously retribution came out and beat down the Mysterios so and we got we did been going through all this stuff Dominic with a showing at SummerSlam there's no reason why Dominic and Ray don't need to win this matchup because if they don't win this matchup what are they doing they gotta get their yeah, head this is uh, a cheesy family match all over. Just like with uh, Cena and uh, Nikki Bella versus Miz and Maurice. Is this that cheesy? Yeah. Nah, the Mysterials are winning. Yeah, I say the Mysterials are winning, and then either Retribution comes out and attacks Seth, or something happens to Seth so he can like hurry up and like go home already. I'm about to say, yeah, like, this man, like, the months have been passing. WrestleMania was in March, right? Mm-hmm. So, that's about six, seven months a year. Like, so, she's, uh, she come along, like, you need you need to go. So, I think, I think Retribution probably beating him up. We could probably, get, that's a good scenario also. Then. Yeah, you need to go soon, like. Y'all I'm know surprised we see no pictures of no baby bumps or nothing of, of Becky. She, she probably hiding it, too. So, we got it here. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, takes on Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman with Paul, uh, uh, Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman, by the way, 
with, with the new teeth. With the new teeth, like. So how do you get them double? Are those like real teeth, or are those are just like? I don't, I don't know. Real like veneers. I don't know what they are. I don't know. But I, I just no I, I have like a not a complaint, but like a an issue kind of. Uh huh. I thought AJ Styles went to SmackDown to get away from Paul Heyman. Now Paul Heyman said not so fast. Exactly. Like I'm just saying, <laughs> screwed him over. He like, oh yeah, oh damn it, Paul. <laughs> so so now Paul Heyman is here, and now AJ's gonna be pissed again. Yeah, he's gonna try to go to Raw. I'm gonna try to go to Raw. Yo, you, you gotta get me away from him, okay? <laughs> you gotta get him away from him. So, who, it's a no holds bar triple threat match that's showing that they're gonna do anything they, they can, they want to, stuff like that. So, what do you think is gonna happen? Who's gonna come home with the Universal Championship? Mm, I don't wanna say Roman too soon. I don't wanna say Roman too soon either. But if we go by Mr. A&E's rule, when they say it's not a prediction, it's a spoiler. Usually a spoiler. I got the big dog. I have but, to agree. Michael Cole couldn't wait to say that. Does but, a, oh, but okay. do we get a cash-in? Do we get a what? A cash-in. By Otis? Ew. Do we get it to y'all? But y'all forgot he had to. No, yes, we did. He, 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 he turned to a lunchbox. No, no. First of all, Otis having the, the money to pay briefcase is a joke. Okay, and he should have either. Yeah, I been, knew it was gonna be a joke. Yeah, yeah and he should have either been lost it or traded in for something already, like 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 for a hand bone or something. And you know, that's what that's what the character vote should have been. This man holding for this long should never be. So I'm just like. That you know, somebody had a good scenario about the Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville matchup before the, the, the incidents happened to the point where uh, he was just like he would trade in his money to pay briefcase to Sonya Deville so he, she, she wouldn't hurt Mandy Rose because this the whole him having a briefcase is a joke thing in the first place. So there's no way if the big dog who was with Paul Heyman who wreck shop and leave shirt. With his new teeth is coming out there and getting beat by Otis. Yeah. It ain't happening. Fe- and then can that- somebody just say, can somebody just come on the smack and say, "Hey man, you got a briefcase. You ain't doing nothing with it. You ain't trying to do nothing with it. Let me fight for the belt for the briefcase." And then they lose. I mean, they, then they win. Something. And honestly, I think somebody like Big E should take it. Mm, okay. I think if you're gonna build Big E up. And then, especially you pairing him with heavy machinery, you can give Big E a little heel run and just be like, look, bro, you ain't doing nothing with that. I want a shot at that. That briefcase right there. Because Otis, it was like, it was a fluke win in the first place. And you you know, it's just like, he wasn't going to win Money in the Bank. It's just like when Corbin won it. They were like, okay, it's nice to see, but Corbin wasn't ready yet. And he had Cena beat him. And then he lost to, Corbin lost to Jinder Mahal by a roll-up. For the money to make briefcase, the gender Mahal. So he just was not ready yet. So this is Otis ain't doing nothing with that thing. But I do agree with you, the big dog winning because Paul Heyman don't lie about the spoiler stuff. And the only reason why it's not Raw versus the Fiend because one, I thought it was gonna be that WrestleMania match, and two, this protects. They need the Brian to take the pin. Yeah, Paul Brian to take the pin because it protects the Fiend. Because the Fiend does not have to be in the in the in the, in the decision 
to lose the championship. So that's the only reason why Braun is even still here. Because Braun cleanly lost his championship to the Fiend. Uh-huh. So yep. there's no reason for Braun even being in this matchup. But they was like, well, we're not getting the WrestleMania match away yet because why would you get that match away at payback? You know what I'm saying? Or it could be a thing where, well, they, they did say the Fiend. Because I'm about to say, if it's Mr. Rogers Bray Wyatt, you know, or Swamp, Swamp Jim Jones Bray Wyatt, well, then, yeah, easily break, break taking that pin. But I'm saying, but not the Fiend. So, but it'll be good to see the Fiend interact with Roman Reigns. But, but yeah, Roman's winning that. He's sparing Braun Strowman off the stage or something. It's going to be something dramatic because Roman Reigns is back and Vince is excited. And Roman's going to win a Universal Championship because Vince wants to boost ratings on SmackDown. Whether people want to believe it or not, that's his Thunderdome now. He wants to boost the ratings. And then, and who's going to like... Think... <laughs> All right. Heel Roman will boost the ratings a little bit. A little bit, but it's... <sighs> The Roman Reigns, yeah, the Roman Reigns back. I'm gonna, let me watch. Let me watch now. Yeah, I don't think he does. He don't do that for me, at least. Like, and I guess that's just me. Yeah, nah. I've seen a lot of people saying they' about to tune in because uh, they want to see what's going on. Like, is Roman heel? We don't know. What we do know is he's a Heyman guy. Exactly. And when you're a Heyman guy. You get things done. And then you you can have Heyman talk for you. Sami Zayn just came back to SmackDown, so there's a lot of things that that, that SmackDown and WWE is trying to do right now, so that it can help boost boost the stuff. And it brings more. And Sami came Sammy came back with any kind of championship. Like, hold on, you know I'm still the champion, right? And they're like, no, nah, we had a tournament, bro. And he's like, yeah, no, nah. nah, it's been like three champions since then. <laughs> exactly. So. That, that's the thing that's been going on. So you're, you're bringing in curiosity. I wish they would just do that a little bit more with everything else, like Keith Lee. But I'm just saying, but that's what they got going on for Spider. So, yeah, Vince will have his big dog on top. And if he's the heel, then maybe he's going to switch it around and have The Fiend win it back at WrestleMania. Keith Lee had no reason to go with my man getting his arm broke. But... Yeah, they should have waited because they knew he was injured that night. They knew he was injured. Exactly, but Vince needs stars. So, and then they don't even know what they're doing with retribution Make your yet. Own either. Stars, exactly. Well, Vince don't even know what they're doing with, with, with retribution yet. So, you got the same. You got the big dog winning prime. Sure. sure. You know you want to say. You know you want the big dog. Let's we'll see where this goes. All right. Because I can't be a hip, I can't be a hypocrite and talk about he, he uh, in a title picture too soon. Even though it's a different character, if this was other Roman Reigns, people still would have been complaining. So I mean, like, you got to keep the same energy. Fair, fair. I'm not mad at you for that one. All oh, right, no. guys. So we obviously gonna have to. Those are our payback predictions. Hopefully, we'll be. I'll be back later on. Hopefully, we'll, we'll one of these guys to do the payback review uh, for you guys. You know, and I know it's only gonna be until like a ten o'clock show. So it's like, oh, even maybe nine o'clock. So it's starting at seven. So hope the more we got, the more we got to do it. Yeah, probably. So like, when I when I want them takeover shows, stuff like that. And then, uh, but but we're gonna move on. All right, guys. So as we moving on to the podcast here, uh, Q Flow had to leave after giving his uh, predictions. So we're gonna have to go on to because twenty twenty is just not gonna let up. And when we had this many celebrity deaths like back to back, 
I'm telling you, it reminds me a lot of 2016. You remember how 2016 was, Prime? Yeah, I'm not trying not to think about it. Yeah, well, 2020 is going to make us think about it. And now, unfortunately, we lost in the wrestling community Bullet Bob Armstrong. Bullet Bob Armstrong passed away uh, August 27th at the age of, I believe it was 80, yeah, at the age of 80. And he died from bone cancer. Cancer can kiss my ass, okay? I'm pretty sure everybody has had a member of the family that had cancer. Or, like Mike said, my grandfather died from cancer. My mother-in-law is a cancer survivor. You know, and it's just a... It, 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 it comes from both sides. But, now, here's the thing. Before I even get into it, me and Prime talked about... Um, I actually, I told everybody I wanted to give my apologies to Kamala when I did his rest in peace thing. I, I should have did better research, better job. I felt bad about that. Now, Bullet Bob Armstrong is not in my era of wrestling period. Bullet Bob Armstrong was born in 1939, okay? Bullet Bob Armstrong was wrestling in the 50s and the 60s. I didn't even watch, I wouldn't even conceive. And when it, if you talk to me about 50s and 60s, I'm thinking civil rights movement. That's the that's the kind of, you know history. I mean, I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking about change and stuff like that. I wasn't thinking about wrestling. And if I, if you think about sports, I'm thinking about breaking the color barrier with Jackie Robinson. I'm thinking about Bill Russell. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about Jim Brown. That's what I'm thinking. Muhammad Ali. I'm not thinking about wrestling. And his career, he had a career in the, in in wrestling in the '60s and uh, the '80s. The only thing when it comes to Bullet Bob Armstrong. Is we me and Prime both know that that was the Road Dog's dad, and uh, Scott Armstrong too, right? Scott, yeah, I believe so. And because uh, maybe I'm not sure, but I, I got I got to check that one. But uh, yeah, Brian James from Boy by Armstrong. The thing is, I that's was his dad. He, his dad was he was military. He's very proud of his dad. He's very proud of him. And you know, it's funny though. The thing was, I was like, I never knew. That was Road Dog's dad because remember when Road Dog was the Road Dog, Road Dog was an urban youth. You know what I'm saying? And with all his other wrestling brothers in the family that he came from, like he came from a legit wrestling family. I didn't even think Road Dog, you know, he just he ain't fit. You know what I'm saying? He is the youngest, by the way. But then you know, I was like, oh, this is really you know his dad. He's proud of him, stuff like that. And then when I really started finding out more about um, Bullet Bob Armstrong and Road Dog. Was in TNA. Oh, uh, okay. Now, most remember in TNA when he he came. <laughs> ah, somebody helped him. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. yeah. That thing sounds probably the. Ah, uh, now we get to it. All right. Anyway. No, I'll right. just say you know because they uh, it was a two thousand five so that way because I remember he. He, uh, they, they they stood for the national anthem and uh, uh, Impact Wrestling, and then one of one of pay per views and the Impact that he did a did he do a tag team matchup, or he came out and congratulated when they did was it four live crew and the three live crew? I was like, uh, three live crew and the Voodoo King Mafia. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, no, yeah, yeah, four light crew. Somebody, somebody joined three light crew. 
to beat me to four live crew. But he it was did. Conan. What Co- it? No, Conan was the Hispanic. Ron Cullen was the black guy, and then and then Rodolph was the white guy. That was the three live crew. But it was somebody else because it's uh, still saying four live crew here. And I'm just like, I gotta know. I gotta check on that. Who else joined? Uh, you was know. it not? Was it not uh, Kip? No, it's because uh, the, you had the Southern White, which was the Trailer Park Gangster, B. Jizzle, the Black, the Killings, the Black Killings, already known as the Truth, was the uh, Salton Superman. And then the brown, the Latino, was the magic stick for Conan. And then so K Dizzle. And then uh they aligned with Kip James, which was yeah, really see, good. That that would make more sense for him to be with Kip James. Yeah, and they went, and then they aligned with him and then he became uh they started first to himself as four live crew or four L K and then they disbanded from there. So yeah, that's how Well I'm gonna try to make Kip James and BG James like a rivalry, like a heated. Rivalry. Oh yeah, that, that that sucked. I was like, well, that just that didn't basically work. Yeah, so he had some appearances on Impact Wrestling that I re- uh, remember, and uh, he was at a couple of reviews such as Turning Point, Against All Odds, stuff like that. When I watched the early stuff of uh, TNA, and he was in there, you know. Uh, for a lot of those kind of things like that, but I wasn't really invested. Like when it comes to the history and the lineage of Bullet Bob Armstrong, like I should be, and then like even going to do homework, I just was not. You know, that was just the that right there was not my era. I knew who Kamala was, and I I watched Kamala early back in the day, and I I studied that era of the Hogan era because I was born in that era. But uh, when it comes to like, like I said, when it comes to the 60s learn stuff like that, I wasn't watching or into even wrestling to look back that far because I thought wrestling looked very dumb back in the 60s. You know what I'm saying? And the the, 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 the furthest you get from me when it comes to, like, the wrestling is like uh, Larry Sabisco and uh, Bruno San Martino in the 70s. That's it. Okay, okay. Yeah, so that's how, that's how far I go. However, like I said, it, it's it's very sad that um, he did pass away, and I, I know the road dog and the whole, you know, James family, you know, is um. I think it's the Armstrong family. I don't know how you. I don't well, know his name right. is Joseph Melton James. Okay, what well, name? They all they rename Armstrong. Okay, my bad. Yeah, exactly. So, and he 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 has like I said, uh, and he has the four sons. So. Uh, he died, yeah, of of the bone cancer on that Thursday. So, I I want to make sure I say a rest in peace. And uh, like I said, I I watched him in Impact. But I was I was like, why is Road Dog dead here? You know, what I'm saying it was it wasn't things like, oh man, it's Bullet it's Bullet Bob Armstrong type thing like that. I don't like, think anybody watched TNA at that time was saying it's Bullet Bob Armstrong. But I give him a I give him a pass. They did. Some people they did bring was like kind of old for even that audience. Yeah. Well, I mean, they did have the thing. Remember the the, uh, the James Gang that they, that they had. Like, like he was doing a lot of things with his father. His dad was actually 
you know, kind of like wrestling because that's what they used to do to TNA. Take all the WWE rejects or all the wrestling rejects and be like, sure, you could be uh, Ricky Bobby out here and uh, go out here and be 60 years old, take a Canadian Destroyer. Why not? It's like, just, just, why, why not? So, may he rest in peace. You know, I, I don't, you know, I, I just will feel bad not saying anything about it at all, but I wanted to make sure I say something about it. And like I said, I do apologize for, for being misinformed or not knowing too much about too much about Bullet Bob Armstrong. But he was part of the wrestling family. And since we are wrestling fans, when you lose one of the family, it just it just hurts. And especially with twenty twenty just not letting up on deaths and everything like that. It just it truly, truly does suck. And uh like also, you know, just real quick, we we, we lost Chadwick Bozeman and that hurts us, especially in the black community and then in comic book the nerd community and you know that's what my channel covers and we do talk about it extensively on the nerdgasm talk podcast prime time I was supposed to be a part of that but uh just like colored people he was a little late so but uh, uh but but we did talk about you know Chadwick and what he meant to us and we had a very good uh conversation about that and I recommend including you prime to go uh, check that part out. It is on YouTube right now. We could be section that thing off, not to be monetized because, like I said, we can't make any money now anyway. So, uh, but yeah, it's just to, you know to, to give an honor to Chadwick Boseman, and there are other things that we're going to do that's going to be put up in you know in his honor. So, stay tuned for all that kind of stuff also. And still being kind of like on a depressive front is uh, Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman recently. Yeah, I know. This is this is just some, some deep shit right here. Braun Strowman came out because after uh, Payback, they had it was introducing an episode WWE Chronicle, which we already know. Uh, you know, you've seen some of those shows, and this one was on Braun Strowman. And Braun Strowman, uh, during the episode, was talking about his frustration with the company and the way his spot was around the time of Elimination Chamber. And he noted that he went to Vince McMahon to figure out where he stands at the point of it. And he said he was um, losing sleep and stressed out over how things were going. And if you guys can remember, (coughs) Braun at that time was booked so strong and powerful to the point where when it was time for him to get a big match they never gave it to him remember when he yeah. fir- when yeah. he fir- he first because he was fighting the big dog yeah uh when he first left and he did that whole foley I'm looking for competition remember that whole era of Braun Strowman and then you know he beat Sami Zayn and he beat a couple other people but then when it came time for the big match at Mania he never got it then he, he had he him didn't even get the match. Exactly. Like, not even that they didn't give that they gave it to him when he lost. He didn't even get the match. Exactly. Then him and Roman had a had a decent feud going into like him tipping over ambulances and you know, surviving an ambulance attack and stuff like that. And then him and Roman he was booked as a straight monster. And once again, when Mania came around, he was in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, which is a nothing match. Which they just put Andre Giant in the middle of it now because Hogan put uh, said it at WrestleMania 30, but it means nothing. Then you go to the next year, and what happens to Braun? He's tag teaming with a kid. 
after being booked so dominant in the year. Then, if you go back to the year after that, he's feuding with the Saturday Night Live guys in the Andre Giant Battle Royal. So, I would ask myself too, what the fuck am I doing? You know? And I would have that kind of question. He had that a lot on his mind. And then, you also got a little bit of insight. Braun Strowman is actually a very sensitive guy. I did not know how sensitive Braun Strowman was. You know, uh, he was... Uh, yeah, he was like, uh, it's all right, fellow swallow, but Braun Strowman not going to be the guy. I, I mean... Well, well, well I mean... Well, also, he goes into his, like, him growing up. He used to be the fat kid, the husky kid. And he would get picked on a lot and teased. And when he was talking about it, he was crying. That's what I mean by he was very sensitive. Like, he was... You know, trying to hold back tears, and then he couldn't help but bring the tears out of how he got picked on. And he said, you know, he he met somebody who took him to the gym and helped him out in the gym, helped him become uh, strong. He went to his first strongman competition where Mark Henry found him, and then you know Mark Henry put his you know his name and stuff on the line for Braun Strowman and got him a job at WWE, and that's how the thing happened because Mark Henry discovered. Braun Strowman, he's like a very, he's like almost like Ric Flair sensitive. Yeah, and, well, and but honestly, I was, I was, I was kind of, I was kind of surprised about that, about Strowman. I wasn't. Oh really? Yeah, you remember he told everybody about their job, and he was like, "Oh, you got to get another job." That's what I was like. I feel like he just not meaning what he just feel. Like, you know, he don't mean what he say. Basically. Okay, <clears throat> yeah. Well, he's a, he's a he's a very sensitive guy. So he says around that time he was getting frustrated. Remember, the elimination chamber. He was just like, okay, I did elimination chamber. I wrecked house in the chamber match, but then I'm in the Andre Giant Battle Royal. Like, what the fuck's going on? So he says, I uh, I got to the point where I was on the verge of I had enough. I kind of I kind of burst in on Vince one day in a meeting and I was like I need to talk to you and he kicked everybody out of the production meeting and he sat down and talked to me not like a boss to an employee but like a man to a man almost like a father son talking thing which Vince does people say a lot Shulman said McMahon gave him confidence and that lit a fire in him to work harder (coughs) excuse me (laughs) Strowman says McMahon told him that he was needed and wanted for the long haul. He continued, I'm very thankful to have a relationship with with, uh, with him like that because I might not ever even be here. I don't even like talking about this out loud, but I was thinking about killing myself a couple of times. That I got to the point I should have talked to somebody sooner. I never knew how much he cared about me. I thought I was just a number in a system. That day, he made me realize that I'm more important than a number. I can't thank him enough for doing that. So, your thoughts on that? I mean, just tell him like he, like he doesn't. Even though, I mean, I guess he had to bring that up, but 
I, I just, I don't know, that's something I probably wouldn't even brought up because it was unnecessary. It was not, like, uh, I, well, I, I shouldn't say that. But, nah, I guess he had to bring it out just to cope with himself. Well, I mean, now, I, I don't know, like, what your, like, where does your line in the sand draw, but him being able to bring that up, because, like I said, when people look at Strowman, like including myself, or when my kids look at Braun Strowman, he's this big, giant monster. He's an intimidating monster. He's an intimidating man. And sometimes you may argue that he's at the meetings. But I'm just saying. But when you see him, he's a very intimidating presence. And you see a lot of superstars like that, celebrities, musicians, sports athletes that are larger than life. And when you don't know too much about them being human, like I said, I don't watch too many shoot interviews. Not that I see Braun Strowman on it because he works for WWE because they don't do that much. Or he hasn't written a book. Or I'm not on social media to see that this guy, as big as he is, is a very sensitive guy. And just him talking about him being bullied and him talking about being suicidal. Because like I said, that stuff right there is serious. And then when you can bring that to the forefront, when somebody is that size and that intimidating, you can bring it to the forefront and it'd be like, look, I was suicidal. I've been there. Don't go down that path. That that means a, a lot. that's a good and bad thing, too, because you, uh, you work for the WWE and you tell them that you're suicidal, they will get on you quick with comments. Right? That could mm. be sad. Did you... Just, just for one second, did you see the the uh, wrestling like they like kind of do news? Did you see what they did for Sonya Deville? No, I did not. They decided it was gonna be funny and make an in your house poster and put his face on it. Who did that? That's what it's. I don't know, like ringside news or something. Wow. They decided we were gonna do for we we're gonna be funny and do a joke and take this traumatic experience for her and make it a joking thing. And if she can't take it, then she just can't take a joke. Yeah, because that, that didn't happen to you, asshole. Yeah, so I'm saying, like, people, sometimes I just don't like when they, like, put it out there because I'm like, they make a comment out of anything, and sometimes it, it don't, you know, sometimes it, like, brain those things back up. Yeah. It, I, I mean, I, I, I get where you come from, because I didn't know about the Sonya Deville thing. That is actually rather heartbreaking. It really is. I, I didn't know about the Sonya Deville thing, but um, you know, it could be good. It could be good, bad thing. Social media is a very toxic place, and yes, they, they they could probably make fun of him for being that big and that swole and all that shit like that, and making fun of you know him and stuff like that the way he is. But I was like, but just let's look at his characteristics and stuff like that. I'm like, you know what? <clears throat> this man really went through something, and really went through a dramatic experience, and, and I would be upset too if I'm being booked as this intimidating monster I'm not going anywhere I'm not getting any of the big matches I'm not getting any of the Wrestlemania payoffs Braun Strowman has not had a legit Wrestlemania match until this year which it wasn't even supposed to be him it was supposed to be Goldberg I mean, I mean, it's supposed to be Goldberg and Roman and then the pandemic happened and didn't it didn't happen and then Braun got a uh, toss in that spot and he even knows it when he was talking about it I was like I know this wasn't even supposed to happen 
And I got tossed in the spot at the last minute, but I thank you for believing in me. And Vincent Man has a way of talking to these wrestlers like, you know, like a son and a dad type talk. Probably why Shane be so pissed. And you heard you heard a lot of wrestlers say that. Kurt Angle, Mark Henry, The Rock, you know, those guys have talked about Undertaker has talked about how you know, good Vince Man is. Vince Man, you know, does you know there is some genius about him. It ain't like you know, God forbid, Vince Man dies, and next thing you know, it's just like, well, fuck it, he, he was trash anyway. Vince is not good at creative anymore. Vince lives in the times. His brain is stuck in 1981. Those times don't don't translate to 2020. So Vince needs to give up creative. He needs to he, he needs to let some of the hooks of his thing. Go. That's Vince Man's biggest problem. But the way he treats his I mean you can argue the way he treats his employees is trash too. But uh or excuse me, his independent contractors. But the way that some stories have come of things that he did, it's it's almost like there's two people. There's Vince McMahon and then there's Mr. McMahon. It just so happens that we are often dealing with Mr. McMahon. So but yeah, that that was um that was a little bit you know a little bit of troubling, and I just hope that you know he's at a better place in his head mentally, and he's more st- stable with it because you know that's it, 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 a hard pill to swallow, and I I have never gotten truly to that point yet. I hope I never have to, but I'm not taking away nobody who's ever been too down to that point. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my sister, you know, you know, has been to, to, to some of the points I believe in. It's just, it's sad. Because you can't, you, when somebody's so, so dead deep down, you can't, it's hard to help them. None you really can't, nothing you, nothing you really can do. And, you know, and like I said, I'm glad Vince talked to him. And I mean, I'm glad Braun now is being booked in a better situation. Now, did he bust? As Universal Champion, yeah, but he busts only because one Braun has co- cooled off since like two years ago. Yeah, because they want to the same, and they just inserted him in there. Exactly, like Braun has not. But I think ever since Braun like lost that one up that that one on one match with, with Lesnar at No Mercy, that's what just took and that, that, that whatever momentum Braun had, he lost it. He straight lost it, and that was in 2018. That was the same day. That was the same No Mercy show that had Cena and and uh, Roman when when Cena like, you know, burnt the shit out of Roman Reigns. Everybody remember that when Cena got on the mic, I was just like, oh my god, he just trashed the fuck out of homeboy. That's what Roman Reigns had to keep saying, bitch, bitch, you know, to be all hard, but it didn't didn't work. He was crying on the inside. Yeah, because, he was crying in the car. He was crying in the bed. I'm crying. I'm crying out there in open too. All right. Well, we 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 got to move on here. So, um, this Saturday, September 5th, Labor Day weekend is all out. Now, usually, uh, we got to see you know what's going to happen, but everything from NXT. To AEW has been on different schedules, such as a, this week NXT is going to be on Tuesday 
opposed to Wednesday. So last week, AEW was on Thursday, and the week before that, it was on Saturday. So it took me even longer to try to watch these shows, opposed to just watching regularly on Wednesday. So it, it, it really, you know, messed up my schedule a lot. But uh, this Saturday, I know that I'm going to be very, very busy, and Friday... I'll be very busy also doing other things for the channel. So the thing is, I'm like, well, we got to we gotta talk about All Out. And since uh, it comes out, uh, the last AEW show is on Wednesday to get the full thing. We're going to give, it looks like we got about a good eight matches or seven matches confirmed right now. And I don't think there's going to be much changing into that. So, to, so we can do our All Out predictions. Okay, okay. Alright, so uh, let's get on to that. Alright, but before, before we get into the predictions, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do the Wednesday Night War. So, let's get into the Wednesday Night War, which was one was on Wednesday, one was on Thursday. NXT taking on AEW Dynamite. Uh, so, actually, both shows delivered this week. I thought they were both good shows. Uh, would you agree? Alright, we're getting to it. <laughs> okay, okay, that's pretty good. Okay, so NXT on Wednesday, Karrion Cross had to relinquish the championship, so that was one of the highlights on that they show. They knew that. The, they knew that the night of. Yeah, so, you know, that that that, that pissed me off because Keith Lee's up there now wearing skirts and shit. But, uh, then, uh, for AEW Dynamite, we had, you know, a kind of like a contract signing, and then we had the tag team gauntlet match. And, you know, so we had a lot of things going on with, with there also. So, let's just get right up on into this. And then we start off, then we get, you know, a, a recap of TakeOver 30. And then Karen Cross had to separate his shoulder. A lot of people were blaming it because he was trying to suplex Keith Lee on the top rope, which it happened before then. People were saying there was a spirit bomb. It happened before that. I think it's when Keith Lee tried to, like, uh, you know, pounce him. Well, Keith Lee is, like, 340 pounds. You try to pick him up. It's not gonna be on purpose this is just, I mean yeah um so he comes out and then he said his shoulder is severely injured and his right arm is already in a sling and the first thing I thought of was Finn Balor with a universal championship yeah they had to relinquish that that, yeah, that that was just not good and then why, uh, could, why couldn't they just like uh, redo it or something yeah not redo it, but like if they if you know who injured, call like the last caller at the last second or something. Like. I mean, well, they probably won't care across the lose. So, yeah, yeah. Right. and I'm just saying, they probably didn't want him to lose. But uh, Scarlett gets the mic and lets everybody know that we told everybody that he was going to become champion. Everybody was going to suffer, and he kept his word to beat Keith Lee. And then, uh, but when you're in war, you got to expect casualties. So his is a. Uh, it's shoulder separated, severe pain, and people be like, "Well, just, just everybody can't just Mel Gibson their shoulder back in place." You know what I'm saying? You got it takes surgery to do that. that. That's the movies. You know, every you you you've seen Lethal, Lethal Weapon, right? Prime time. Yeah. So you know, every time in the movie that the open theme was that you know Riggs his shoulder would get dislocated, and then he got to get like ram it across, like you know. uh a door that did pop it back in the socket. Oh no! Like if that, if that show is dislocated, Trish Stratus had to leave. 
Finn Balor had to leave. Karen Cross leaving. He's like, we're going to do this the right way. And had them put the shoulder back in place for you. So, he uh, is relinquishing his championship. And, uh, you know, you know uh, he says, God help the obstacles that will be in my path. Scarlet flips over the hourglass. And he relinquishes the championship, walks away. And leaving the belt in the hourglass, which actually looks like a pretty cool visual. So, uh, we get to Way Barrett is back on commentary. I enjoyed Way Barrett on commentary. Yeah, because he does uh he does the for NWA. Yeah, NWA for what culture? Is he is he done with um wrestling? No, he don't. No, he don't wrestle. So he's done with wrestling, like physical wrestling. I don't know for sure. I know, like, after he left, he hasn't wrestled since he left. Okay. Well, yeah, so I, but he, he, he was uh, really good on commentary. And now we get ready for our first matchup of the night. Breezango and Imperium, uh, versus Imperium for the NXT Tag Team Championships. So here's the thing. When I was like, I forgot Breezango won a number one contender spot for this, I was actually doing a little bit of other stuff because I was like, there was no way Breezango's winning these Tag Team Championships. Not off of... Uh, Imperium. Man, was I wrong and glad I caught them last little bit minutes of the matchup. When, uh, you know, Eigner Eigner goes for the superplex on Fandango, but he escapes and goes, and Breeze comes out, and then he starts hitting the air raid crash, starts, you know, going across the ropes and start hitting the, the, uh, the, the, the supermodel kicks and stuff like that. And then, uh, but they they take Tyler Breeze up for the European bomb, but Breeze he, he ex, ex, uh, hits the escapes and hits both of them with supermodel kicks or super kicks, what they call them now. But I'm like it's a supermodel kick, and uh, Fandango from the top row gives his diving leg drop on both members of Imperium. One, two, three. Breezango is your new tag team champions. Oh great. He, he, he said, you don't know about that? <laughs> no, because like, they ain't even let them do nothing. They ain't even give them anything. The only thing they had was a match when Pat McAfee was there to fight Africa. And that was it. Who, Breezango? No, the, the Imperium. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I really think... They really haven't even been on the show other than that. I, I, I think because if Breezango's going to win them, I think they're transitional champions to give it to uh, the God of Phantasma. Oh, oh. I, I, I truly believe because I think they're trying to have a heel stable on NXT that, that's not just Undisputed Era, and he's already the Cruiserweight. So, you can. Maybe they open up flights or something. Brand Walter, man. Huh. I mean, you ah. know, Walter's probably stuck in his country, so. But, yeah, I think they're just trying to put the belts on. Legato del Fantasma, so that's what that's why two things happened. Backstage, Dan Priest is interviewed, you know, about winning the North American Championship, and then all of a sudden Timothy Thatcher appears and uh challenges Priest for the title because he lost. I'm like, why does Timothy Thatcher get the chance to challenge for the North American Championship? I thought somebody in the match would be able to challenge, but I guess not. Yeah, no. Uh, so there is talk to figure out how they they're going to crown a new uh, NXT champion. Uh, 
Triple H is talking with Michaels and uh, A Train. I, I don't know who that was. <laughs> it was a non seller, you know. Especially with Shawn Michaels being one of the best sellers in the business, but just not that night. I told you that's not Shawn Michaels. That's an imposter. I'm telling you. You know you right. I must start believing you now. Someone does not sound like that. This man would have died. Uh huh. Then we get Jake Atlas coming out to take on the returning Tommaso Champa. Champa come down with a mask, got a new look coming out, and he comes out. And let's just say this: beats the fuck out of Jake Atlas. Yeah. Calls it so day. He's a heel now. Yeah, he's a, he's back to being a heel, and then uh. <laughs> He wins. The, he wins the matchup. And he attacks uh, Atlas after the match. Throws him into the plexiglass, the steel steps, and all that kind of stuff like that. And then he, he sits on the apron, does that blink stare, stuff like that. As the paramedics come out, put him on the stretcher. He's not done yet. Let's hit the uh, what, what he calls the Widow's Bell DDT. Uh, uh hanging from the top of the stretcher, and then he, he puts. I was like, okay, so. Uh, it's pretty dope, but then from oh uh, they go to commercial, they come back. Ron Reed is talking to Timothy Thatcher, and he's like he deserves to uh, a chance at the, at the North American Championship because he didn't lose, and he's kind of hot right now. Timothy Thatcher, you lost, bro. You actually lost. So, uh, he slaps. Uh, well then, I think uh, Austin Theory comes up. I forgot yeah, where he like on Yeah, so I, so I also Derry's back in uh, NXT, and then uh, you know he appreciates his, his thing, and then uh, uh, he slap uh, re slaps him and then walks away. Me and you got, got a match coming up against Shazi Blackheart, and then uh, Robert Stone is out there, you know, uh, saying his client would not compete tonight, and Shazi uh, shows up behind him. It runs over with the tank, and she becomes me as a pony. That's how it happens. Uh, so it was a, it was a, a pretty decent matchup, but she just sent time off the top rope and pins me in for the three count. Sasha Blackheart wins, and then um, that's pretty much where, where, where it goes. And at the I mean, uh, yeah, Charlie needs more opportunity. She, she needs more. She needs to get some some better. Yeah. Uh, where we go? Uh, let's let's everybody know that it's going to be a bit of one of the biggest matches in NXT history, and I'm glad that they are the ones that try different matches out. It's going to be a fatal four way matchup with all previous NXT champions. It's going to be Tommaso Ciampa taking on Johnny Gargano, taking on Finn Balor, taking on Adam Cole. In a fatal four-way match, not just any fatal four-way match, a 60-minute Iron Man match. That's dope. I think that's dope, but I think we all know how this going to end. Chopper? They all they are going to get one. It's going to be seven death. That's fine with me. That's fine with me. It may, it, it, you know, say that is fine with me. <clears throat> So a like sixty minute fatal four way Iron Man match, that is what you call building a match on two K. You know, like yeah. <clears throat> we're gonna do an Iron Man match in fatal four way style like that. I am I'm I'm I'm, dope. I'm cool with that. 
Cruiserweight champion uh, Santos Escobar takes on Swerve, which I thought was going to be a takeover, so uh, it really isn't. Uh, good matchup by these two. I, you know, I, 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 I thought it was a really good match. I was like, hopefully, you know, we can see more out of these two. And then um, Escobar hits Scott with the hit, but knocking him out. Uh, I forgot, you know, because I didn't really truly see all of the matches like I wanted to. But uh, <coughs> I don't think he won with the Phantom Driver this time. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I kind of mm. skipped this match because I didn't know who was going to win. Kyle O'Reilly taking on Drake Maverick because, really? Uh, yeah, remember when they when they saved Drake, Drake Maverick out of every single talent on the whole roster? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, and this is what happened to him. So, don't get too mad, Leo Rush. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly puts him in that knee lock, has Maverick... Uh, uh, tap out, and then, but it's not done yet because there's a brawl. Killian Dane comes down to the ring, and they start. They see start fighting uh, Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish, and chasing them and stuff like that. So uh, that's what happens there. When we get a women's championship matchup, uh, Io Shirai and well, no, the women's champion Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley, a tag team against Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. In a tag team matchup, and um, this matchup, like I said, I didn't get the chance to see too much. This, but I didn't know why this was the main event. Because like, and, uh, because it got Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai. I mean, because it got Rhea Ripley. And well, I mean, Io Shirai is, is you know, don't sleep on Io neither. Uh, Dakota Kai starts referee as uh, Rhea tags in, but the ref doesn't see it. You know that that that, that whole shebang bang. And Io Salido, Mercedes Martinez comes out of nowhere and takes Rhea off the apron. Gazala hits Io with a power slam. Uh, Rip, Rip, after they, they brought a little bit, Ripley makes it back into the corner to save uh, Io from the uh, Dakota Kai uh, Haluva kick or the face wash. And uh, uh, Ripley tags, uh, tags in, so does Gonzalez, but she's not recovered from the attack. Gonzalez hits that one uh, after the big boot hits the one arm power bomb and pins Ripley. So Ripley has lost like twice in a month. Mm-hmm. Yep. The fuck is going on NXT? Don't don't do that to my girl Rhea Ripley. Do not do that to my girl Rhea Ripley. How the hell are y'all do- like? Come on now, like I because you you know she should be, she be the next contender for the championship or something like that. Because definitely it's Dakota Kai. Uh, They're probably waiting for fans. Oh, uh, to get probably so she can get a championship back because mm-hmm. she never should have lost that joint in the first place. They probably waiting on fans to build her back up. I mean, but in order to do it, you got to build her back up now. Well, they don't know how long it's gonna take. So, <laughs> for, for physical people, so they don't know. I'm like, I, and, and me personally, I'm just like, I'm sick. I'm sick and tired of Rhea Ripley, you know, selling for uh, Raquel Gonzalez. I mean, come on now, it's Rhea Ripley here. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Oh man, it just it just bothered me. But going on to NXT, um. Oh, excuse me, go, uh, I, 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 I'm sorry. Going on the AEW Dynamite. So, uh, Dynamite is on Thursday, uh, was on Thursday, 
And we actually got some fans in the building. And you can actually tell. Now, once again, is it all supposed to be as safe? No. I wouldn't be doing it just yet, but I don't I don't condemn anybody who does want to do it because my man Primetime was supposed to be going, but uh, some things came up. But he was excited to go. Yeah, but hopefully if everything all right, uh, Saturday would be my be my time. So they supposed to come? They supposed to come back on Saturday? Yes, uh, pay per view. Oh, you, you actually think about going to All Out? You said what? You actually thinking about going to All Out? No, they had a sale on on uh, whatever day, Friday, whatever. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, if everything go good, that should be my time. All right, well, you, you, like I said, definitely take pictures and let me know how that how the experience is because I'm I'm curious to see it. Uh, Love Champion and Demo God Chris Jericho is on the commentary, and of course, we're gonna start off with the tag team gauntlet match. The winner. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! What? Oh, it's been like six months since the crowd sung in Judas, okay? You're right. I forget how cool that was. <laughs> yes, uh, the crowd did sing. That's yeah. how I knew the crowd was there, because it's been so, so long since I heard so them long sing long. Judas. Uh, it's been so long. I, I, I've missed it. I, I can't wait to get the choir back out. Judas! I can't wait. So, they, uh, Chris Jericho shows that he's still over. And that, uh, it's going to be a way to kick it off with uh, the tag team gauntlet match. And the winning team earns a tag team title match player uh, against Hangman Page and Kenny Omega at All Out this Saturday. So, this is the. So, it's not like WWE where you have like eight teams and you know like seven of them are jobbers and you already know what team is going to win. So, this one is. Well, I mean, I can make the argument, but. I knew who was going. I knew who was going to win the first place. So by ranking, number four ranking is Natural Nightmares. Number three, the Young Bucks. Number two, the Best Friends. Don't know how, you know, Best Friends got over Young Bucks. But then number one is FTR. So that is going to be the order that that it is. So um, the Natural Nightmares are going going up against the Young Bucks first, correct? Uh. I think so. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it, 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 it going it going up on, on they going up on the young bucks, and then uh, so after uh, the the, uh, the young bucks beat the natural nightmare, so then they going up against the best friends. Now yeah. this is the part I everybody was talking about that I missed with the part with Adam Page. Adam Page screws over the young bucks mm-hmm. because everybody was wondering like, well, he doesn't want to face them. At uh, all out, which I thought would be dope, but I don't think they want to, you know, do that match again right now. So, uh, they uh, the, the best friends move on because they get a system hangman page and uh, they beat the Bucks by by pinfall, and then we get FTR coming out with t- with Tully, and they um are in there and they go get the best friends. Say what? They did what a reasonable team would do. Usually they'll like sit there and they'll pummel them and they say, Oh yeah, we got this one and I said, Nah, I'm come out there, get the pen real quick and go up by my business. Yeah, that's what it was. And then uh they uh Jericho says he really impressed with uh F T R and uh they beat the best friends and they are the ones that's gonna go on against Kenny Omega 
and Adam Page this Saturday uh-huh. and all out. That should be a dope match too. Um, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, it might be. We'll see. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh huh. Then we just go into this black and white footage of Darby Allen skateboarding into this rural area. And he climbing this, it's a railroad bridge. So it's one of those short bridges for little trains to go by, somewhere there, wherever he's from. And he says, I'm not scared of you, Ricky Starks. And jumps off the top of this bridge into the water. And I'm like, Darby, I believe you when you say you're not scared. But those people, that's called adrenaline drunkies. Junkies. They want that uh, adrenaline and stuff like that. Uh, They'll be watching Jeff Hardy tapes. Exactly. Well, Jeff Hardy with a swan time. Laying around his back in that water. But the Darby just went straight down. I'm like, no, thank you. I'm good. I can't Hardy, do it. Yeah. Smart thing, they're going to cough him. Oh, my. Stop it. Uh, the Murder Hawk monster Lance Archer is taking on Sean Mula. And I have Sean to say. Sean Mula. Excuse me. This match went on too long. You don't remember Sean Maluda? Your favorite? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, no. Okay, refresh, refresh my memory. He, he was in NXT. He was uh, the Samoan, the cousins of uh, Roman and them. Oh, the Usos' cousins. Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. So, yeah, damn. Oh, yeah, well, he, he kind of toned up a little bit. <laughs> and uh, this match lasted too long. Nah. It, you don't think it lasted too long? I'm saying it didn't last that long. No, no, no. It lasted too long. I mean... He should have got rid of this guy in a minute. He is taking three minutes to... He's already doing all that taunting and shit. And I'm like... Yeah, that's his style, though. Oh, my God. He literally takes his time, beats you up, taunts. Beats you up, taunts, and then pins you, and then lifts you up off the mat, beats you up some more. So... Well, after the match that he beats him, Jake Roberts enters the ring... And says, you know, that they're talking about the Casino Battle Royale at All Out. And that Archer better eliminate all the other 20 men in the match. But, and, they, and everybody dies. But, Taz, Ricky Starks, and the Machine, you know, Brian Cage comes out. And, uh... Jake Roberts says, here comes the Flintstones? <laughs> I didn't understand it. I don't know. Okay. Well, you know, Taz, being short, he built like a Flintstone. Character. But why did he say? Why did he say the Looney Tunes? That would make more sense. You know, and... I mean, I don't know. I guess you look at it that way. Looney Tunes is dead anyway. Do you have HBO Max? Either one of them is. What are you... <laughs> he literally had to explain. There's Barney and Fred and uh and and uh and he can't think of another name. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, really could. He really could. Why you start a reference if you don't even know? Uh, he said, well, look, Team Taz will be victorious at the Casino Battle Royal, not Lance Archer. Okay. Taz pointed to Cage said, look, one of these men will win it all out. Darby Allen skateboards to the ring. Skateboarding really dope, too. Like, he, he, he get ready for that Tony Hawk sports skater one and two. And comes out there and then blasts Ricky Starks out his shoes. You hear me? And like, all right, I, I, I'm going to chin check you for you you doing that thing for, for me at the top rope. But I knocked the man out of his shoes. So he starts he beating. distracting, too. It, you said what? Ricky Stunts was distracting because you got, like, one side you got uh, Archer, and one other side you got Brian Cage. 
Uh-huh. And then he got Robert Santana's on the, on the on side, and he just in the middle, like with his outfit, just looking like. Mm-hmm. I I I do believe that the, a match between Brian Cage and Lance Archer would be dope. I think it's, it's, it's not coming now, but I can see they build enough to it. No, they, they got built to and make these two look dominant and make it fight the FTR championship, uh, uh, FTW championship. So, because that should be a thing. Uh, we get a video package and let anybody know that we're going to have Thunder Rosa taking on Sheeta at All Out. So, that should be good. And then it's time for a contract signing. That should be, that should be good. Like, it, amazing. It, it really should be. I, 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 if it's I, not match of the night, I will, well, not, or it will be in AEW. If it's not like, Top three match of night. I'm about to say it's not going to be the match of night over the Mimosa Mayhem match, <laughs> but we'll get to it. Uh, Why are you playing? Uh, <laughs> the aid, uh, MJF and Moxie's out there for the contract signing. MJF's out there in a neck brace, and he comes with the belt and social distance from fans in attendance. Uh, you know. The, the, the Papa Box was still like even with the social distancing, you could still hear people, and I like that. Mm-hmm. I really did uh, like that. Yeah, people, you know, gotta listen to Billy Gunn every week now. Yeah, Toy revealed because I I haven't got to Walmart yet to buy my magazine, but he said it was revealed that John Moxley was number one on the this year's PWI 500 list. Mm-hmm. That's good. So I'm glad that they actually bring it to the wrestling, and that he said. uh well, yeah, they always outside companies always bring that up though. Yeah, except WWE. <laughs> they, they don't do it because they, they, when they people win, like number two will be like somebody from a different company and they don't want to mention it or something. Uh huh. So I know uh, WCW they used to they used to have like a full award show for it. Yeah. Like tag team of the year one time, the Nasty Boys won, the Sting won, and they made like a big like thing for it. Yeah. They used to. Well, hopefully, I'll probably be going to my local Walmart this weekend, and they usually have the magazine, so I'm going to probably check it out to see it, you know, pick it up there. Uh, basically, uh, MGF is calling him out there, he said, I thought you was a one-trick pony, he said, I was wrong about you, he said, you're good, you're real good, it's why people love you, because you're a badass. But all out, we're not going to be in no dark alley, we're going to be in the wrestling ring, and I'll take you apart systematically and consistently. And then, so, and then, and then uh, and you don't got your uh, pretty platinum around my waist. And you don't have the paradigm shift. And then Moxie says, do I need the paradigm shift to beat you? <laughs> no. He said, you're forcing me to get creative. You're forcing me to think of all the ways I could hurt you without the paradigm shift. And that's what makes this so interesting. I'm going to go ahead and sign you a little contract. But remember, two things. Nothing you say matters. <laughs> and nothing I sign matters. On September 5th, you're a dead man. And he signed a contract, and then, uh, you know. Uh, the, uh, was this the one where he had the other promo, too? Who, Moxley? Like, uh, yeah, he was like, uh, you're going to be a champion someday. Sure, I'll let you have it. Uh, you might be a champion next week, you know, because the way the rest, I feel like I don't have no more. Uh, was that this week or was that last no, week? That was last week. That was last week. Okay, okay, okay. That was last week. And then uh, Moxie smirked at the, at the end. And said, you didn't read the contract, did you? I added a page. Moxie pointed out to MJF's lawyer. Next week, we're going to have a little tune-up match. It's going to be me versus you. And if you don't show up, 
Bonehead doesn't get his title match at All Out. And next week, the paradigm shift is legal. So, that should be kind of that should be kind of dope. Uh, Santana Ortiz tell best friends time to pay their dues. Gives a fuck. Uh, the the Lucha Bros and the Butcher and the Blade taking on uh Joe Janela, Sunny Kiss, Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Grayson. Who is Griff? Nah, <laughs> they, don't, they don't say that no more. Oh, they don't say that no more. Who's Griff Grayson? Nah, he don't, he don't, nah, he don't show no more. Oh, okay. Well, the match. You know, you know, you can't have an AEW Dynamite match without a, a little bit of a tag. You know, eight man tag team match player. Ten man, twenty man, <laughs> tag team match. Uh. Brian Pillman Jr. looks good. He reminds me a lot of Flying Brian in the early WCW days because I I used to enjoy I used to watch Flying Brian Pillman go up against um uh God what's his name the one who's going in the Hall of Fame this year or well, supposedly before you know COVID happened Thunder Liger yeah yes you shouldn't you Thunder Liger and they they had they had a great couple good good matches in nine like ninety one. Yeah, but that didn't do anything for Brian Pillman Jr. As he, um, uh, Janelle takes a, uh, gives Ray Phoenix a Death Valley driver on the apron, and uh, he he gets out. Uh, Pillman Jr. gets outnumbered, and then uh, they hit the double footstop combo, depending for the finisher. And after the match, you know Eddie Kingston from New York, he come up and. Uh, all his men, he said, one of these men is running the casino battle royal at all out. Alright? And, uh, I, I doubt d- it, but alright. Say what? I doubt it, but alright. Yeah, I know. I would say, I mean, if, 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 if it's a talking promo game, then yeah, he got it. Uh, Brody Lee and the Dark Order <laughs> had to, uh, come out to, to, to celebrate their win, but and it is. They used the casket meme. Yeah, oh my god, it is Cody Rose's funeral. If anybody read the comic book, The Death, Death of Superman, I they came out with the casket on their shoulders. Dancing with the casket. Like they, that, 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 yeah. it, it was funny. They put the American Nightmare logo on, draped over the casket. And, oh god, I can't believe I'm saying this. The Dark Order had a good segment. Yeah. I can't so, believe See. Their their segment on BTE building up to this is so like out like if you see them on BTE and then you see them on shows like two different comparisons now they start to like integrate the two. Mm-hmm. Like for example, <laughs> they used this on the show last week on Hangman's um on his on his like on his tears when his name pop up. Mm-hmm. It said I need a lawnmower to cut my yard. <laughs> and then on on BTE it's like a segment. The whole Dark Order got like a million dollars or something each. And they was like, what are you going to do with your money? And then they all do like stupid stuff with their money. Mm-hmm. And Brody Lee was like, you know what? I bought six lawnmowers. I don't have no yard whatsoever, but you know, I don't like Hangman. So, I bought six lawnmowers. Mm. Because <laughs> they don't like Hangman. Yeah, so, then on this show, they showed all the lawnmowers because they don't like Hangman. They hate these lawnmowers. So, I, 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 don't know I, I, I need I need to really start watching being the elite. I really do. <laughs> I don't know. See, the, the the Dark Order is starting to take over. Like, I think if you watch the Dark Order segments, you'll probably like 
like, oh, these guys are actually pretty entertaining. I'm sorry, man. You know, I, I gotta go with my. I'm not letting Christopher Dick because the Dark Order sucks. But they are. He the, actually. Uh, you know what? He was actually uh had a segment with Dark Order on BT this week. I, you know, but uh, I'll talk about that later. Oh God! All right. Well, uh, after the you know uh, Dustin Rose and QT Marshall went to the ring, attempt to take out their anger on Dark Order. You know, saying for what happened, and then Scorpio Sky runs to there. And uh, but because he was just randomly thrown out there, yeah, I was like, "Why?" <laughs> okay, and helping him uh, as Dark Order head for higher ground. So that's what that eight man tag team match player is going to be. I God, they do tag team and eight mans all the damn time. Hangman hey, was at the bar when the young bus confronted him and said he was he was scared to face him. And you're out the elite. So Hangman hey, Page has been kicked out the elite. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you kind of we've kind of seen that coming anyway, though. Uh, I see. I seen him and Kenny get both being out, whether kicked out or just leaving. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, handicap matchup: Big Swole taking on uh her Doctor Brent Baker DMD. Uh, no, well she she's Doctor Brent Baker's out there, but Penelope Ford and Reba because first of all, whoever made that attire needs to raise. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I guess the black, the black and silver goes well together. It does. So Penelope, you know, Britt Baker asked Penelope for for the favor last week. So uh, the the matchup, it don't, don't even did time even taking that long. Uh, uh, was it? Reba takes one of Britt Baker's crutches, tries to hit Swole, but she hits Penelope for instead, and then uh, Swole pins. That is so messed up. It is. Swole pits for before as Big Swole wins and gets her will have her matchup with Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, at All Out. So, I thought they were going to do a tag team match because I don't know if she'd be ready yet, but it looks like they think no, she No, she, she completely ready. She just, uh, like, she still got the face thing on. She still got the crutches because her character is... Yeah. Is, no, but, no, but remember last time we was talking, like, we didn't know if she was going to be 100% ready yet? No, I'm saying like she's actually 100 percent now, mm-hmm. but she's playing it up as if she's not. She's like a Bret Hart fan. Gotcha. When he was fighting Vince, and he had the uh, the, the tango on. Oh yeah. Just signed the contract. He took it off. Yeah. That should be a that should be a dope match. Uh, so we have the first ever tables match in AEW history. Was and it just called a tables match? Or was it like table escamote or something? <laughs> no, it was just tables match. And it's Matt Hardy taking on Sammy Guevara. So, this match is like a brutal table match of stuff that I like. And uh, the whole theme of the match is Matt Hardy is trying to open up Sammy Guevara the same way he got opened up. And they, they are busted. Sammy got a gash on his head. Uh, yeah. That too. Uh, Matt Hardy uh, gives uh, Sammy Guevara a side effect on the ring apron. Puts him on the table. Jumps off the apron with an elbow, but misses. But like, like their rules is you gotta be, you gotta uh, offensively put your person through the table to win the matchup. Um, Sammy gets back in the ring with a metal chair, but Matt counters and does the the twist of fate with the head inside the chair like he did Jeff Hardy. That look like it all. Always, always good move. Yeah, it all like it sucked for for, for Sammy Guevara. Uh, he pulls the table underneath the ring that had the words delete written on it, spray painted across it. He sets it up, and then, but, uh, 
Matt Hardy tried to go to the top rope, but you know Matt Hardy got no knees. So he gets sp- spaghetti laid, and then he gets super clutch. I don't clutched. know why he don't never just go to the second rope like he used to. <laughs> Matt, Matt be getting cocky. Then Sammy gives him a suplex through the table, and uh, Matt Hardy goes through the table. Sammy Guevara wins. So as Sammy Guevara is on the, uh, sitting on the apron celebrating, you just see, like, in the background, this guy running across the back. Like, what was that? And it's Orange Cassidy, and he's just whooping Jericho's ass, and they are fighting. And then, uh, and, and literally, it's like, my God, where the hell he come from? That's what Jerry Ross said. And I'm like, I'm saying the same shit because I watch the Sammy Guevara. I see this, 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 like this white beam running across, like if you like yeah, look at your peripheral vision. And then uh, he he's dropping Jericho, and it, it, that's how we end off the show. So that was the Wednesday Night War Prime. Tell me, in your opinion, who won for the week? I first, I think uh, AEW won. I, don't, I just felt like they just did a lot of stuff. I really liked. I, and then, oh, no, 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 you got to go ahead. Now I was gonna say NXT. They did something they didn't like. If they would have had the fatal four way, then they would have won. But they didn't. They just announced it. You know, they kind of had the, the tag team match. I wanted to went into. Yeah. Both of them. So uh, yeah. I, 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 I think I think uh they had um NXT probably had the better match quality, but AEW had the better storyline. So I'm gonna go with AEW one one. Yeah, it has better story progression. Yeah, better progression, but NXT had the better matches that night. So yeah. but you guys can always post that in comments down below which guy which one you thought won between AEW and NXT. But now to finish off the podcast, we are doing our AEW predictions for All Out. Okay, and uh, or you know what? Honestly, we can wait a day or two if you want to. Would you want to? Nah, either way is fine with me. Because I'm sitting here looking like um, Brent Baker and Big Swole's not even on this match listing. Yeah. So you must get. Did he get an outdated one? Because I know, like, they for sure, like, officially supposed to fight. Yeah, I'm about to say because uh, I, I, I'm, I'm probably yeah, uh, all out match cars because I'm probably looking at this. Okay. <clears throat> this, 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 this dark order winning team. Uh, I don't even know what the fuck that is. Uh. I'm still looking for. No, they still ain't. They don't have her on the list. No. Uh, okay, we. I know. Okay. No, no, no. You got to go ahead. No, I was gonna say I know they're supposed to, but I don't know. I don't know. Just I don't know. What well, about to say? Because right now if they're gonna have fans in the audience. This, this stuff is not taped, so they gotta have the matches. Right. What did you say? I said this stuff is not going to be. This stuff, it's just, it's not taped anymore. So, you know, what I'm saying, no, so yeah, it's, it's live. yeah, it's still live. So, okay. I'm about to say I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she. Okay, well, you know what? Fuck it. We 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 we, we cannot do that. Okay. Um. Oh, COVID. So here we go. Here we go. We got. All out prediction. So this is what we got so far. We're gonna do the matches. I'm gonna add the Big Swole versus Brent Baker. Baker. 
Yeah, matchup one here. If there's any other matches that's going to be added on to here, we're going to talk about it on the the, the, the next Wednesday Night War coming up for this week also. I know y'all getting this one kind of late, but then we'll add on to there also. Like the, basically, have to do a refresher. But for right now, this will be our in-depth uh, breakdown. So, I'll start at Successful is not, not listed. I'll start off with that one. Let's do... So, you got Dr. Brent Baker, DMD, taking on Big Swole. Great story got progression between these two. Does Dr. Brent Baker lose her first matchup back after being gone for, was it, six, seven months? No. Or, I don't think so. Isn't this Big Swole's first pay-per-view match? So, first one on one, yes. Yes, okay. What, what was her other one? She she fought at uh, All Out and all them before. She's in the Battle Royals and stuff. Oh yeah, well yeah, well, first one on one. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, see, this is how you do storylines with women that don't have to be for the championship. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's I think cool. The greatest one get rolled up or something. Say what? I think she'll get a roll-up or something. Oh, God. You know, AEW ain't doing no damn roll-ups. All right, so... Well, that's a hell thing to do. Well, let's get this eight-man tag team matchup player out the way. We got the Dark Order, which is Brody Lee, Cole Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. Oh, then that's easy. <laughs> versus... Like four, five, and six. Versus uh, Matt Calden, which is a.k.a. Zack Ryder, Scorpio Sky... And the natural nightmares, Dustin Rose oh. and QT Marshall. Oh man, I thought it was facing like John Silver. So no, they're, they're, oh, they're, they're not facing John Silver or Alex Runnels or anything like that. They're facing the main Dark Order. You know that? Yeah, that's Dark Order for sure, man. So yeah, I have to. My God, I have to agree that the Dark Order is probably is going to take this. Don't laugh at me, man. This isn't. Don't you laugh at me? The the Dark Order is definitely going to take the win here. Uh, then we have uh the twenty one man Casino Battle Royale matchup. Darby. So far, the name the names have been listed. Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, The Butcher, The Blade, Eddie Kingston. And uh, those are the ones that have been named in the Battle World so far, more to be announced. So, which, you mean, so which also means Joey Janela, Sonny Kiss, Billy Gunn, his son, Brian Pillman Jr. Like, you might as well get all these people out the way right now. This is all going to be on that Casino Battle World. The winner receives a future AEW World Championship matchup. Who wins the battle royal? Uh, you said uh, I don't know. Archer. Look, I was going towards Lance Archer because he's the only one who's been dominating, who has not had a title shot yet. Because Darby Allen has had one, Brian Cage has had one, Ricky Starks is not getting one, and you're not doing. You oh, it could be Eddie Kingston, and I could be biased. No, it's not. It's not going to be. I could be I could be biased as fuck though, but it could be Eddie Kingston. But I'm thinking the way it's being built up, I think Lance Archer is probably gonna win this one because he's the only one that is qualified and has not had a championship matchup yet. Yeah, I, I say Archer. Archer. But yeah. I don't think they do the match now. I think they kind of like waiting out. But I think he has the opportunity, but it's not like immediate. Yeah, because I don't think they're gonna do Cage and Moxley again. I don't think yeah. they got the reception they won on that matchup. 
Because I, 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 I truly don't think that Cage's and Moxie Styles mix. Mm-mm. Even if they had a yeah, hard I think that Aki only fight little people that's two times smaller than him. Yeah. So. Alright, let's go on to the singles match for the AEW Women's Championship. Okay. Thunder Rosa mm-hmm. taking on Haku Rashida. Hakaru Shida. Look, Thunder Rosa is the NWA Power, you know, women's champion. And like I said, they're in hiatus right now because they don't know what's going to do with their company, how it's going to come back. And it's not on YouTube anymore right now. So she's here. They got like a little deal thing going. But she's here to give Shida a good match because the women's division is struggling in AEW. But. I think they're going to get a great match out of Sheeta. Sheeta still wins with that Falcon's arrow. I don't know if she wins with the double knees, but I can see her winning and having a good match. I hope they sign Thunder Rose like, for, like, actually sign her. Yeah. Do you think this is going to be the best women's match that AEW has seen so far? I say uh, it's going to be a top three. Okay. Because, I say top three. Because they had some good women's matches, but they just don't have... They had no build up with the women's video. They're starting to get better though. They're starting to get better when you. Yeah, they just because they they're trying to do all these different styles. I don't know. Like they might even have Thunder Rosa win just because of how they do the Japanese talent. Okay. So they have weekend and don't wrestle like a couple of days. She's been in the ring as champ. Okay, fair enough. Okay, we have Kenny Omega. No, yeah, maybe yeah, sure. Why not? Kenny Omega and Adam Page taking on FTR, aka your top guys, for the AEW Tag Team Championships with Tully Blanchard. Who wins? The top guys. Yep, I do think if since he got kicked out of the Elite, I think you might as well go full heel, and he's going to screw over Kenny. I think before that happened, they was gonna do that. Oh damn! Oh, you know what? I mean, but then, but uh, the, the, why, why be in the match with this? Uh, because I think they was gonna lose, and he's gonna screw somebody. One of the team members gonna screw each other over, like to begin with. Like, well, look, they were the Tully told all the tag teams, "Y'all not shit until y'all got the belts." And then finally, he was like, well, "I'm gonna go to the team that needs the belts." So he's not gonna pair himself up with FTR if they're not gonna win the belts. I'm I'm just saying like whoever they would have faced is gonna beat them anyway is what I was Yeah. But yeah, now Tully, yeah, I, I see them winning they they gonna do whatever. I think a hangman might be with them. Maybe hangman, spears, and FTR can tell me. We'll do what? Like as a faction. Or oh, like 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 new horsemen or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Or Kenny. And hate and uh, and then who knows? I don't think Kenny is old school enough for him. Is old school enough for the FTR and Tully Blanchard? Kenny Omega? Yeah. No, Cody. Cody, oh yeah, Kenny, yeah, yeah, Cody old school enough. I said not Kenny. I just said Kenny. Uh, All right, yeah. So I got FTR winning that matchup too. All right, uh, let's go to Matt Hardy. Taking on Sammy Guevara in a broken rules match. And it, it has written down here if Hardy loses, he
he must leave AEW. So you know who's winning. Yeah, exactly. I'm about to say he not coming back to WWE right now. He's gonna let Jeff had that spot. So I don't know what a broken rules match is. I don't know if we're going to see some kind of you know final deletion style kind of matchup. But I know it's gonna probably be a form of a hardcore match. So uh I got Matt Hardy winning. You know, the Miscus delete. I think we may get senior Benjamin. I don't know. I hope it's gonna be the same as the stadium stampede that just go all throughout the stadium. Or throughout the Dandy's place. Uh huh. That's what I'm, oh, you know, that could be good, but, you know, a one-on-one kind of matchup in that kind of big stadium is not as appealing as, like, a multiple 10-man match. Yeah, I'm going to use the field and then, like, I'm talking about the actual, the actual place that they're in, not the stadium. Gotcha. They might, they might go back seems like they did when they did the Sammy Guevara get ran over. Mm. They might be back in that area. Okay. Oh, ooh, it, that'd be kind of dope too. Uh, he might, he might get the card out and try to do it again. Cause that's, oh, that's your oh, 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 <laughs> shit! All right, the Mimosa Mayhem match, where the match can only be won by pinfall, submission, or throwing the opponent into a tank of wait for it, Mimosa. So Jericho brings the bubbly, while Orange Cassidy brings the juice. Who wins between Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy in the rubber match? I just feel like this is the thing Orange Cassidy will win. Only because Jericho doesn't mind, like, this kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Like, of getting, like, stuff poured on him. So, I feel like... And they've been, like, dogging him out the past, like, four weeks. Who been dogging, uh, who been dogging Jericho out? No, they been dogging out Cassidy. Oh, Cassidy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they, they definitely have. Yeah, I think this is this is propels Cassidy, so I think yeah, Cassidy definitely gets the win here. I don't think I think with the situation of the pinfall or submission thing, I think Cassidy gets the he he throws Jericho in the in the pool of mo, the mimosa. Now, I think he gets a pinfall and they throw it on him anyway. Well, oh damn, okay. That's a Jericho thing to do. Oh yeah, you know what? You're right. Jericho will will put over uh, Orange Cassidy. He would. Alright, main event time. We have John Moxley taking on MJF with the paradigm shift. Finisher move is banned. I'm I'm calling off the bag right now. Moxley's not losing this matchup. Moxley's not losing this championship right now. And however, I do feel as though that it seems like Moxley's storylines are not as rivet or in your face like Jericho's was when he was a champion. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's a, a Moxley yeah, thing. Not, I don't know. He's still not the main thing on the show right now. Well, he should be. He's the champion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think I don't know if it's the writing or I don't, I don't know. Think it's, I think it's the people they put him against. To be honest. Okay. I mean, MJF will give him a good matchup, but MJF's not winning this matchup. It's it's good to put him there, but he's not winning this matchup. Yeah, I feel like he'll do the choke that he did to uh, Cage. Yeah. That is. So you you got, you got him winning too. Okay. Well, guys, that's our AEW All Out predictions, real quick. Like I said, when we get new news or new matches, then we'll give you a refresher on this week's coming up Wednesday Night War. 
So, prior time to end this podcast, man, we've been doing this for a minute. So, uh, make sure you guys check out spaciesfully.com, the production company we are a part of. Make sure you guys check out also, as well, you guys can check us out, uh, on their YouTube, Luna Pop, Luna Pop Horror Show, both sides, Market Dark Show. Check out the Nerd Coalition's content on there. The no Gimmick Scene of Wrestling Podcast, Nerdgasm Talk, Hip Hop, Nerdgasm Talk, Turntable, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues, Balls Lounge coming soon, hopefully. And um, you guys can listen to us on all the podcast apps. Since Google Play is going away, Google, I forgot what we really call it now. But Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker. Google Podcasts. Yeah, that too. You guys can listen, check us out at therealnerdcoalition.com. Get your Nerd Coalition mer- merch. You get your No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling uh, podcast shirt. You guys can also get the the, Nerd, uh, the NC Lightning Bolt shirt, which uh, is one of my favorites on there, and the retro logo as well. Uh, you guys can also check out um, <clears throat> Prime Nostalgia Podcast as well. I was just on there. We, we reviewed the Michael Jackson 30th Anniversary concert. That was dope. You know, so, you know he, he had his face covered the whole time. But, yeah, that, that was dope. Uh, yeah, and uh, don't watch Liza Minnelli. Or Mark Anthony. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I'm going to have Primetime try to react to more Jackson stuff. That's going to be dope. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great, dude. And uh, make sure you guys check out, um, you know, say, uh, Q-Flow, the wardrobe. And he, he has new stuff coming also. I will keep you aware about and promote. So uh, thank you for uh, rocking out with us and rocking out with me and Primetime. So once again, this is NCN Place to be Church with Mr. A&D. And not Deion Sanders for prime time. All right, y'all. It's been uh, it's been good. Oh, it's been good. Up oh, and Q flow wherever you at. Take us out. We're bringing nerdgasm to your ears. Welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks. You already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C. Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew. Always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do.